1: I love this mute button. Oh, my God.
0: I know, right? I love the mute button. I just coughed. No one will know.
1: <laughs> it is a phantom cough.
0: It's a phantom cough that only I have heard Ooh. because of my mute button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, it's such a game changer. Right? Right? You feel free to move about in the world, mm-hmm. in the space. You hit mute and you could just go, like, dance away for a little bit and then come back and it's fine.
1: If I had had a mute button during Animorphs Anonymous proper where I was eating all the time, fucking game changer. I mean, I was trying to like lean away from the mic whenever I was doing that, but. Ugh. So
0: Scott came downstairs last night to play on uh, one of the Twitch streams for the d and Patreon. And as he headed downstairs, he stopped. He went to the kitchen. I heard him grab a bag and I was like, what are you doing? He's like. I'm grabbing a snack i'm like
1: what are you grabbing he's like pretzels i'm like you don't eat that on stream scott don't you dare not pretzels <laughs> I'm, I'm man not pretzels not pretzels he's like i won't
0: i have like half an hour i'm like you have to be on the call in five minutes don't eat the pretzels on stream oh, no <laughs> he didn't eat the pretzels on
1: stream it was all fine <laughs> <laughs> it's only okay when i do it it's not. Yeah, it's it is not. only okay when you do it. It's is. only okay when you do it. Oh my god, the amount of people who must have been so pissed at me whenever I ate food. <laughs> it's the number one rule of pocket. It's like it's like people that chew gum while they're on stage performing a play. It's like, you don't do that. Do people do that? I did go to like a middle or a high school production of Little Shop of Horrors and one of the three like Women at the beginning was she was chewing gum and I was so mad. Oh
0: no! Was it like a character choice or she was? You were just no,
1: like, it's just an eighth grader.
0: Oh, okay, just, just I see when you put eighth graders associated with it, it changes the situation <laughs> a little bit. I'm going to see a a high school play with Shannon soon. It's okay. It's something like Murder on the Eight Twelve or something like that. Um. Shannon put it in the calendar proper. So it says this night at this time, we're going to like murder on the 812. And I wrote train murder play. Okay. <laughs> so.
1: How do you know it's a train?
0: It was on the poster. Oh. I have no clue what this is other than that. Okay. She said, it's $5. Do you want to go see kids perform a train murder play? And I said, yeah. She didn't say the train murder part. I just saw a train and it's murder on. Something. Okay. So in my mind, train picture, murder, murder on the train.
1: Okay. Okay. Because
0: like you would expect murder on the Orient Express, right? right? But it's not. It's like the 812. So in my mind, it's murder on train.
1: Okay. But like what if you had like a murder on the Orient Express, but it was an airplane? What if it was like a modern retelling of it? Mm. There probably is something like that. Murder on the Airbus
0: Express. Yeah.
1: Murder on the Concorde. (laughs) <laughs> they have to solve it in five minutes because yes. that's how long a Concord flight takes. <laughs> 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 uh, except they don't make those anymore. There's well, Murder on the Spaceship. Murder on the ISS. Oh, the oh, there is there is have you seen Sunshine? No. Okay. That's that's like a sci-fi murder mystery thing. They're like going to the sun to like throw something in it.
0: Of course. To like trash, probably. Yeah.
1: Or like something to like reignite the sun so that the earth doesn't perish ah, or some shit and there's like sure. some kind of insanity that goes on. Sorry, spoilers for sunshine, starring Killian Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this must have come out like ten years ago at this point. It's yeah, it's pretty old. I think someone's naked in it. No, I'm thinking of um the other Murphy Equus with Daniel Radcliffe. No <laughs> I'm sure someone's naked in that movie. (laughs) I'm positive. It's Daniel Radcliffe. What's the zombie movie where Killian Murphy's naked?
0: 28 Days Later? Yeah, that one. I just named one of the only zombie movies that I knew and hoped it was the right one. (laughs) And then there's like
1: 24 Hours Later and there's like 28 Weeks Later. Those are the sequels. And then there's 28 Days, which is like not at all a zombie movie oh i think it's about sandra bullock and she is an addict or something
0: oh yeah and then there's that one that takes place over summer with zoe de chanel
1: oh yeah 28 days of summer 20 yeah (laughs) that's it (laughs) (laughs) 30 seconds of of summer
0: they fall in love in an ikea (laughs)
1: <laughs> what what's the band? What's the band that's five 500... thirty 30 seconds to mars. No, no, no. <laughs> the other one. The 500 something of something. Oh, uh oh god. Oh no. <laughs> Hang on, googling stuff with Casey and Alex. Five... Googling
0: stuff with Casey.
1: I swear to god there's another band with a number that seconds. Nope. Yeah. No, I
0: feel like you're right. It's like 500 seconds.
1: Is it not 500 Seconds of Summer or something like that? 500 Seconds of Summer. No, that's 500 Days of Summer. Fuck! I don't know. What band am I thinking of? I don't know, but you're. I, listen, let's but, Google it harder. Bands with numbers in them. It's probably going to pop right up. <laughs> Blank 182. Maroon
0: 5. Sum
1: 41 through Days Grace. Come
0: 500 on. 500 Days of Summer popped up, okay? Okay. 10,000
1: Maniacs.
0: No. Why the elevator scene in 500 Days of Summer still pisses me off.
1: That whole movie pisses okay. me off. Five seconds of summer. Okay. So, okay. We had my, the five. To, we had the of summer.
0: I feel like we were right there. It was close. <laughs> Wait. Five stages of grief in summer.
1: You can't have a band called Five Seconds of Summer and a movie called Five Hundred Days of Summer without getting
0: and confused. And then Thirty
1: Seconds to Mars. Yeah. yeah,
0: there's. It's all too much. We got to diversify this portfolio.
1: God, it's like it's like every young adult fantasy novel being called a blank of blank and blank.
0: Oh my God! Right, <sighs> a court of fire and fury.
1: A breath of tits and ass. I don't know. A throne of jade and steel. Yeah. Oh my god. Please stop naming your books that. I'm so tired.
0: I'm so, I can't tell what books I've read anymore. <laughs> I you know what confused the hell out of me? I was um I was trying to remember the book Crooked Kingdom the other day. But because the first one is Six of Crows, I kept trying to like go into the format of blank of blank.
1: And then I was like,
0: what is it? I'm like, something of kingdom, blah, blah, blah. King. And like, I could not get there. And then finally, I was like, crooked kingdom.
1: Oh, dude, murder on the Orient Express. It's just yeah. crows. <gasps>
0: it's just a movie about trains on a, cr- nope, crows on a train. Crows on a
1: train. <laughs> and then Samuel Jackson's like, I want uh-huh. these motherfucking crows off this motherfucking train. Yes. yes, I was just thinking that. We did it. <laughs> We did it. We've done it. Fucking deranged train that we boarded. Yep. And we're going to ride this
0: baby all the way to the mashed potato palace. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's a gravy train.
1: Uh, you got to sluice through all the gravy that's lining Ooh. the train cars. That's why the tracks are hot to keep the gravy lubricated. What? I don't know. I'm upset. (laughs) I'm upset too. I just want mashed potatoes.
0: Me too. Good ones though with butter. Oh,
1: yes. Salt and grease. Salt and grease.
0: (laughs) I just saw a thing though about making like caramelized uh, oyster crackers and how the salty and sweet together made an amazing snack. It was like, Mm, where you like bake caramel over stuff and like popcorn and stuff, usually. And it's like just like a weird snack mix. They did that, but with oyster crackers. And they're like, this is amazing because salty and sweet. Huh. I would try that. I would absolutely try it. Would I like it? I don't know, but I'll definitely try it. Mm hmm. Well, shit.
1: Speaking of oysters.
0: <gasps> yeah.
1: Oh, We read a book.
0: We did read a book. <laughs>
1: what book did we read? We read Otterbox. What
0: a what a fortuitous day to have smashed my phone screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. My phone's at the repair shop because I did not have an Otterbox.
1: <laughs> oh, she would have protected your phone by cradling it to her fur.
0: Like a little baby. <laughs> I did have an otter book which is yeah. close.
1: It's true. I just I love the cover of this book. It's so cute. Me too. I love it. How adorable was this book? So so much and <laughs> and it was heartbreaking too. Yeah, it was. <sighs> I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> like you have the conservation you know aspect of yeah it, and then you have like here's a shark which is a natural enemy of the otters but like the shark doesn't know what it's doing and you have sympathy for the shark <laughs> how does she put so much like nuance and like how, such good shit I don't know I I don't know
0: Oh, okay, I, from everything I read about this book, it was, always, like, here's the back synopsis of this book before we go, so everybody can have the same arc I did. Her mother called her Otter from the moment she was born. Something about the way the little pup never settled. Something about the way her eyes were always full of questions. So when it then put in a massive conservation of message a whole story about the lifespan of an otter and then this incredible change in the way things came about it was not what i expected
1: Uh uh-huh i just i didn't expect so much of it to be about conservation like i thought it was going to be like you know you know like the end message or whatever Mm -hmm. or like sprinkled in or something but like the whole thing is like we're gonna talk about this like every step of the process of the rehab process, like Jesus.
0: When do we get our our whooping crane version of this book? Oh, that's what I want to know. Oh, be <laughs> otter and whooper.
1: We'll just like collect all of the media about animal conservation to go with like Fly Away Home and Free Will. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> And this book made me really nostalgic for the Bay Area. and Yeah? And like, yeah. And, like, going to the Monterey Bay Aquarium, which is fucking a incredible aquarium. It's, like, 50 bucks to get in, but it's so worth it. Like, oh, my God. I just... I just... I love it. I want to go kayaking in the Bay. Me, too.
0: This book made me really nostalgic for working rehab, too.
1: Yeah. So
0: clearly we didn't enjoy it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we fucking hated this book. Throw it in the garbage.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, And like, I, after I read this and I was writing all the summary, I was like, this is going to be super short. It's like three pages. It's like three pages, Casey. So many pages. There's just... How does, how does she do this? How does... This is, how do you have ten pages of something left and give me half an hour of shit to talk about? How do
1: you do this? What was the other fucking book we read that was... Uh, Endling? I don't know. She just, she puts so much into such a small space. I know. Like, every line is, is fucking good and meaningful. And, yeah. I don't know. So talented. Ugh.
0: Okay. And, like... I, I don't know. It, at the end of Frontlines, I was like, God, I love Michael Grant's work. I resonate so much with this. And I always have this thing, like when we read their individual series of like, clearly, uh, this is what I love about it. Like, I I love their work. I love this part of it. I love all of these aspects. This is like, do I gravitate towards them more than the other person? And then we read Otter and I was like, I love this person. I love their work. I love everything they do. Do I gravitate towards this person more than the other person? And, like, front lines and otter are spectrums different.
1: like <laughs> worlds apart,
0: yeah. And I'm still like, Front lines, I love this. I love the gritty realism. I love adding women in here. I love these intricate, detailed stories where like, we get to know these people as people. And then we read Otter, and I'm like, I would fucking die for Otter, okay? I would do anything. And the story of conservation is beautiful and wonderful and amazing. And also, we were so intimidated by the way it was
1: written, and I yeah. loved it. I did too. It's so... Okay, so it's written in verse... Which we were both like, what the hell? Like, we, we don't have any experience with this. Like, I, I, well, I, I can't speak for you, but like. No, none. Not, well, a, a very, like one book before this. yeah. Right. Yeah, same. Like, I, li- I actually listened to an audiobook of a book that was written in verse. I think it was The Black Flamingo. Um, and like, it was an audio book, so I couldn't necessarily tell it was in verse. Yeah. Um, so I've never actually like read physically with my human eyes. A book in verse and so i was like oh i don't know about this but like it's so easy to read and like the way oh it's broken God. up is so wonderful
0: mm-hmm. it's the way it is broken up in so many places like page by page yes because it is broken on exactly where you should flip the page in the story but then also, like, I, when we talked about, like, oh, because it's shorter, like, we'll we'll each pick some to read. I picked one to read simply because of the way it looks. So it's not going to
1: come across. But fuck you guys. This is about what I want. This is, this is my podcast. This <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> my podcast. I'll do what I please. I'll do what I please. <laughs> oh, my God. And what I please is to read this this
0: one short poem thing for you because it's written in a way that i like the look of <laughs> <laughs> this book legitimately turned my entire day around yesterday oh. like legitimately i went into this book having such a shitty fucking day oh and then i read no. it and i was like it's all right are all right <laughs> and like i don't even want to describe it as cute because I feel like then people are like, oh, it's cute, like a little kid's book, blah, blah, No, not mm-hmm. cute like that. Like, the illustrations, fucking adorable. Mm-hmm. The book itself, it's
1: it's beautiful and wonderful. It is not cute. <laughs> that That is such a good point. Because, yeah, like, it's almost condescending to say it's cute. Like, mm-hmm. it's so, it's not like mindless cotton candy fluff that yeah. you can just have. No, it's, like, it's deep and impactful, and Otter goes through this, like, you know, very intense character development because of something that happened to her. And it's just... Oh, my God. The end? Oh, my God.
0: Oh, the... Mm. Yeah. Shit. I I don't... Okay, I should probably save this for the end, but, Mm. like... (laughs) There was a whole thought arc that I did not <laughs> expect to be on. Mm-hmm. I'm so I'm curious. Like, this is weird. I, like, I finished it and I'm like, this is weird. These are weird thoughts.
1: <laughs> oh, no. I want to know.
0: <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, do you want me to start summarizing and then we can yeah. do it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did not summarize it by like page or whatever. It's in mm-hmm. three parts. I summarized it in three parts. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Otter was strange, even for an otter. She was extra playful, extra curious, extra energetic. She was so strange, in fact, that her mother named her otter. She was always so bold and unafraid, much to the chagrin of her friend Kyrie. Kyrie was always warning her to keep her distance and stay away from boats and humans and kayaks and open water. All the same messages that otter's mom said Kyrie would repeat. This did not stop Otter, who spent her days flipping exuberantly around the bay and searching for urchins, grooming, floating. That's how she spent her time. Until, one day, she decided to venture out into the open bay. But it was worth it. There was crab meat. But what Otter failed to take into account was that, while yes, there was crab and delicious food, there was a reason that Otters did not swim there. Predators. Great white sharks do not have the reputation that otters do. They are not cuddly with their luxurious fur and big round eyes. They do not have a playful nature. They have rows of sharp triangular teeth and rough skin. Sea otters are not naturally their prey, but as hunger clawed at the shark's belly, it saw two creatures swimming and thought perhaps some sort of seals. After all, sharks mistook surfers for seals. Kyrie was humoring otter as she swam out of the kelp fields and into the open waters though she did try to distract her from the mission with a request to hear the story of the 50. Otter thought Kyrie looked off while she was recounting the story to her because as Otter talked about the story of the 50 otters that were left, and that was it, a true actual story of otter conservation, Kyrie was out moving around too much. Kyrie was just floating there, looking a little bit off. But Otter was not to be deterred. Even though Kyrie was moving slowly, she dutifully entertained her friend before heading back towards the crab together. The shark targeted the slower animal, of course. They did not notice the danger until it was way too close. They took off, but Kyrie was not as quick as Otter. When the shark nipped at the end of Kyrie's tail, that's when Otter knew she had to intervene. She flipped around quick as lightning and headed back towards the shark, nipping at him. The shark, shocked by this, turned and sunk its teeth into her belly, but there was no blubber. This was not good prey. So the shark let it go and swam away in search of its next meal. That left Otter bleeding out and injured as she struggled to the shore. Eventually, she managed to swim and swim and then drag herself out onto the beach where she laid down. She closed her eyes and with every breath, horrible pain went through her and she waited for it all to end. She was aware of some commotion around her distantly, but she was so resigned to her fate that as she was carried off, she thought she heard a familiar voice and then gave in to the darkness. That's part one
1: holy shit
0: so much happened mm-hmm. so much <laughs> uh. oh my god yeah so that's like where we start yeah <laughs> fucking
1: you think it's a cute little story about a cute little otter and a cute little friend and then immediately gets a like life threatening wound in her stomach Hmm. Oh, yep. no.
0: And, like, we get little hints at this point that otter has had interactions with humans. Like, she jumps on the kayaks when no, none of the otters will. She mentions that the humans intervened at some point and helped her, so, like, they're okay. Um, and then at the very end, she hears the familiar voices. She's, like, blacking out and being carried off.
1: I loved oh. the way that that was introduced. Me too. Oh and yeah like the whole idea of like an animal that's too comfortable with humans and how that can be you know very very dangerous for both the humans and the animal and how Mm -hmm. she's had to be like relocated a couple of times because she would had you know one too many interactions with random humans it's just like oh shit that yeah and it like it pisses me off when you know i see videos of like like a baby sea lion that like hops onto someone's kayak and they're like, oh my god, it's so cool! It's like, no, that's bad. That's a bad thing.
0: <sighs> this is okay. This is not a cute story, but it reminded me of it. Have you seen the video where the sea lion hops onto the boat because it's being hunted by the orcas, and the woman is on mm-hmm. the boat pleading with it to get off the boat because she's like, I literally cannot move from this area until the orcas are gone and like Mm. we will be here for hours and I'm like lady they're gonna eat it if you do (laughs) like I get where you're coming from and I get that this is a bad situation but I just don't think you're gonna convince that thing to get off your boat (laughs) no
1: oh man I wonder if the orcas would have like like knocked her boat around Trying to get to it. I'm sure they would start. Oh shit! Yeah. Have you seen the one where the sea lion whips the octopus into the kayaker's face? (laughs) 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 That's funny. That
0: is funny. (laughs) It's such a hard hit, too. I
1: know. It's like whack. (laughs) Shit. Um. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, God. And, like, this has nothing to do with, like, aquatic animals, but we went to Yosemite National Park, and mm-hmm. there's signs everywhere saying, do not feed the wildlife. Like, don't feed the bears, don't feed the squirrels, blah, blah, blah. And also there was, like, oh, there's, like, you know, bubonic plague around or some shit, or, like, <laughs> like the black yeah, plague yeah, yeah. is, you know, going the, around. Yeah, so uh, like...
0: ground squirrels had the things mm-hmm. that were transferring it. Yeah.
1: Yep, yep, yep. So they were like, don't feed the squirrels and of course get the like black
0: death, Pop.
1: you'll get the death of the 15th century or whatever the fuck i probably got that wrong um but anyway so like we hiked to the top of the waterfall and like we sat down on the rocks to have lunch and there's a bunch of other people there and of course ground squirrels everywhere people are feeding them and i'm like of course like literally signs everywhere but no because people want to be fucking disney princess and have fucking squirrel take the nut the food out of their hand and it pisses me off it's like can you not follow simple instructions that are probably there for a very good fucking reason the reason being the black plague (laughs) like yeah motherfuckers stop it. there
0: is something when it comes to animals that people just cannot okay so this is another wild swing have you seen the recent studies that are coming out that have shown that there could potentially be a connection between the bubonic plague and the markers of people that survived it and celiac disease?
1: No. What the fuck?
0: Yeah. Like it's, I guess being theorized, and I I have read like two articles on this. I am not an expert, so do not quote me. But there's like theorizing that like celiac disease is um, a is sort of like, byproduct of whatever markers happened from people that survived the black plague. Like if you have black plague resistance, that could lead to
1: celiac (laughs) disease. holy shit
0: (laughs) yeah it's the reason that like this was so like weird and impressive is to show you just like how long standing that like plague can affect genetics throughout the history of time more so Uh than like hey by the way if you can't eat bread you'll survive the bubonic plague that's not what they're saying (laughs) wow that would be cool though actually you're like oh if i die from the bread at least i can live through the plague huh yeah anyways
1: well shit Cool science shit coming out. Cool science. Cool science. Cool science. (laughs) Wow.
0: Yeah. I hope I remember right that it was celiacs. I don't know. It was just a very cool article about like how Hmm. long standing things from. Well, shit. How long that'll affect the population.
1: We're all gonna die. Hopefully.
0: Okay. So here is where things take a wild swing. Otter's early days were consumed mostly by clinging to her mother. She was held closely by her warm paws and soft fur. This was rarely interrupted by being tethered into a kelp bed while her mother tried to gather food. And the whole short time that her mother was gone, Otter would cry and yelp and scream. She did not like being left. But her mother always came back. That's what she told herself on the day when the sky turned threatening and the waters got choppy. As the waves crashed into her, scaring her and threatening to soak her too much, she held on to the thought that her mother always came back. But it was not her mother who plucked her out of the water. It was a strange animal. She struggled and squeaked, but it did not deter the creature. She was taken to a strange place where these creatures did many confusing things. Not bad, but confusing. Most importantly, they fed her. The milk was not as good as her mother's, but after a few days she realized that it did not matter to her stomach. And she grew used to these strange animals and enjoyed when they would start doing things like pulling her around her little shallow pool with a piece of kelp. And she found herself looking forward to them coming into her room in the mornings. She found herself liking some of those animals more than others. They introduced a strange, gloopy mess to her one day that smelled so much like how her mom would smell when she returned from the ocean. It was delicious. They taught her to dunk her head underwater and to look for shells and clams that they placed on the bottom of her tiny pool. And then one day they came in and they put her in a crate and they took her to a new room where she heard the sounds that sounded like other otters. She didn't quite believe it, but when they let her out into the room, there they were, full sized otters. She ran out, got overwhelmed, ran to the water. And then these older otters surrounded her, Gracie and Holly, they introduced themselves and they were talking to her and smelling her and sniffing her head and she ran right back to her crate. But eventually, she, the curiosity got the better of her and her playful nature and she realized that the water here was much deeper. So she started swimming and eventually otter, or 156 as she was known here, became quite good at diving. She even began to add in spirals and dazzling displays and flips. Gracie and Holly were not intimidating so much as they were teachers to her. I don't know what that sentence means. I wrote it and I still don't know what it means. Wow. Okay. Gracie and Holly turned out to be teachers to her. Better teachers than the animals that were trying to teach her how to be an otter. Once she had mastered the deep diving and the toys and the foraging in the big tank with Gracie and Holly... She was taken out of the, into the crate again into yet another new area. This area, though, this was the ocean. One of the animals had traded his stubby flippers for good ones now. Hers were much better, but his were all right. And the door of the cage opened, Otter bolted out into the ocean, but it was all so much. It was so big and so intimidating that she started to panic until her animal friend appeared beside her and he did not panic. So she calmed down. At first, she stuck to him like glue, taking confidence from him. But every day when they'd go out into the ocean, she would get a little more bold. She explored, she interacted with wild otters, but she always returned. Until one day, she saw two otters playing, and they were so enticing and so interesting that she was torn. She couldn't stop watching them. And then finally, she thought, if I don't go now, I may never go. So she bolted and left to the wilds. Part two the part before part one <laughs>
1: <laughs> the backstory the backstory of otter she got this... blown away by the storm
0: yeah she did she did what's okay so what's so cool about this part um is how much information about otters, first of all, and like their habits, them raising pups, how they hunt the kelp beds, uh, their fur. It's mentioned multiple times how important their fur is to them to keeping them warm mm-hmm. in the ocean. And then like the behind the scenes rehab, how they took her through each step of trying to train her and like show her how to forage and putting her with adult otters. Like. It was so good. So much information.
1: Yeah, that's I think that's the part that really surprised me was just like how in-depth they got with like every step of the process. Yes, so much.
0: Oh, And I didn't expect that. Like, I had no idea this was a conservation story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know. I thought we were going to get some sort of like, I don't know, finding Nemo type bullshit or something. I don't know. Yeah, like.
0: Okay, listen, this is going to sound like I'm shoehorning Animorphs into here, but it very much feels like the same sort of thing as Animorphs, in which, did any adult read this book? Did anybody on the advertising team, like, read this book and know what it was about? Because, like... Funny animal-changing story. This one, funny otter story. Everybody check out this otter story. And then you read it, and it's this in-depth, heart-wrenching story with blood, violence, death, tears, joy, overwhelming circumstances, overcoming odds. And it's like, did anybody, does anybody who markets books read the books? (laughs) Or do they just look at the cover and they're like, I think I've got this.
1: I just... I love that, though. Like, I just I love like I don't want I just I would rather like pick something up and be like, oh, this is going to be like, you know, fluff or nothing. And then you read it and you're like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, I love same. that. It's so unexpected. Yeah,
0: this. OK, so I'll admit this is probably a little bit my fault because like I straight up do that on purpose where I'm like, I'm just going to pick it up and read it. Do I know what the next series we're reading is about? Not a fucking clue. And I'm pretty pumped about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, and another part that I loved was they kept talking about how, like, they gave her a number instead of a name. Because if they give her a name, they're going to start getting attached Mm -hmm. to her. And then Holly and Gracie were like, if they give you a name, that means you're staying here. And like they just kept hammering this in. It's like, this is foreshadowing. (laughs) (laughs) What is this foreshadowing? Yeah, (laughs) does anybody know what foreshadowing (laughs) is? Oh no,
0: I did have to go back though and look up their names again because in my head, this is my sickness. I read Gracie and then I went Gracie and Frankie. It's Gracie and Frankie. Oh, see.
1: I said Holly, and I'm like, it's Holly and Helena. Holly and Helena.
0: (laughs) I'm glad we both had that same issue.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, 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 oh. I think this is in this part. I just turned to a random page, and I got the keystones ones. Mm -hmm. About how otters are a keystone species. And, like, the reason these are so important is that they are such in the food chain that without them, like everything fucking falls apart. And I just I thought that was really interesting because I didn't think sea otters were a keystone species, but they are.
0: They are. I mean, what isn't
1: a keystone species, really? That is true. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, like, yeah, everything's kind of important, even mosquitoes, which we hate. Yeah, But
0: you know what? That's why we love night jars and whippoorwills.
1: When you say we, um...
0: <laughs> I mean me, I mean me and, and my my <laughs> people in my brain, I guess.
1: There's more than one of
0: me in my head.
1: I They're fine. Like, I appreciate them. I just don't want to see their mouths. Bah, yeah. <laughs> They're pretty big. They ate, mos- they ate mosquitoes? Mm-hmm. Okay. And bats. Bats eat and mosquitoes? Bats. bats. eat mosquitoes. Drives us bats. Drives us bats. bats. He really drives us bats. Bats. Anyway. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It is.
0: Man. I feel like... We're just breaking all the rules of, like, critiquing stuff because all we can say is, like, it's so good. But it's just so fucking good. It
1: is. Sometimes things are good. It's not often, <laughs> which is why we're so, like, angry and we nitpick things. But yeah. when it comes to to Catherine, it's like, it's just perfect and I love it.
0: I, I have fuck all the nitpick about this book.
1: <laughs> Our only complaint is more. Why isn't yeah, there more? Pretty much. Why isn't there more? Oh. It's so good. It is so good. And, okay, I, like, I started annotating, but then I realized there was going to be too many annotations. But one of my favorite ones, my passages, whatever you want to call it, is when she first goes to the clinic, and it's talking about how, like, the prognosis is grim, and, and the the Aquarius will hope that this time everything will be fine. And they've improved so much from, like, ten years ago and even five years ago. But, like, why do their hearts rip open every time they fail? And I was just like, oh, thank you, Catherine. I'm having a feeling, an emotion, and a time. I had so many
0: emotions and times reading this book. <laughs> It's not fair. It's not fair. Why must they hurt
1: us in this way? So we grow. (sighs) I guess. I don't want to grow. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) I'm just mad, but happy, but mad.
0: Yeah. Me too. Should we go into part three? Yes. Okay. Otter's cage was familiar enough now. She had been raised here after all, but the early days were touch and go. There was the time that she was knocked out and stitched up and poked and prodded, and in between, when she felt like she should lick her wounds, but the humans prevented her from getting to them, no matter how maddening they felt. But over time, Otter gained strength. She recovered and she began to try and move on her own. It was jerky and uncoordinated at first. After her belly wounds had healed and she had had some strength, they finally let her back into a pool. Otter thought she smelled something as they let her out into this area, someone familiar. Her old friends Gracie and Holly were there. They swirled around her, sniffing at her and looking at her scars, and they asked her what it was like, the outside world, but Otter wouldn't tell them until they answered her. Was there another Otter here? Twyla, they answered. But she was here with the shaking sickness. She had given birth to a stillborn pup and been taken away, and they hadn't seen her since. Otter said, what was her real name? Not the one that they gave her. And they confirmed they thought it was Kyrie. Otter stayed in this pool with the older otters for a while. And she swam, she flipped, she did all the things she did before, but it wasn't as exuberant. She began to wonder if she was even Otter anymore. She thought that when she went back to the wild, this time... She wouldn't be Otter. She would be careful. She would never go into open waters like her mother and Kyrie had told her not to. She never truly moved as effortlessly as she had before. And it was Gracie that first noticed that they began to refer to her as Jazz. It was two full days before she pointed out to Otter that they had named her, a sure sign she was not going back to the wild. Otter felt that same feeling as she did when she laid on the beach waiting to die, Sometimes it was the hoping that was the worst part, and acceptance came quickly. Otter never caught sight of Kyrie the whole time she was in the pool. But one day, the humans came in and tried to coax her into a cage. Otter ignored them, not interested in this, until they enticed her with crab meat. Then she reluctantly came over. They got the net and caught her up. They took her into one of the small rooms, the shallow pool rooms, like when she was a baby. And when they deposited her there, a sight greeted her. It was Kyrie holding onto a small fuzzy toy. Otter ran up to the glass and jumped around with joy at seeing her friend. But then she realized it wasn't a toy that Kyrie was holding. It was a pup. But she thought that Kyrie's pup had died. And Kyrie said it had. This is someone else's that they brought to me. How did she know what to do, Otter asked. And Kyrie said, I just do. They were kept side by side for a while. And though Otter couldn't quite figure out why she was being kept here, It became clear to her. One day, the animals entered wearing strange clothes, including a large box hat. Otter thought that they looked ridiculous, but soon she found she couldn't focus on them. She was focusing on what they brought. It was a little pup. It was older than Kyrie's, but it was a pup. And they put it in the shallow pool, and it screamed. The screaming hurt Otter's ears, and she hated it. She swam as far away as she could. Kyrie might like the pups, but she was nothing like Kyrie. The humans watched, the baby screamed, and Otter ignored her until they came in and took her away. Relieved that that whole ordeal was over, Otter reclaimed her whole pool and ate and swam. And Kyrie wondered why she didn't seem interested in the pup. And Otter's like, I don't know, but I'm not interested. Maybe it was different for Kyrie because she had just lost her own pup. The next day, the animals brought in the baby again, and it screamed, slightly less, but Otter still had no interest in it. So the humans watched, and Otter ignored her. The third day, they brought her in, and it whined, and Otter ignored her while the humans watched. The fourth day, the pup was quiet, and the humans watched, and Otter mostly ignored her, but did once see if maybe she was alive. She was. The fifth day, the humans had a meeting before they brought the baby in, wondering what to do. If Otter didn't take to this pup, how would they raise her? Who would teach this baby to be an Otter? Otter. They decided, we'll give it one more day. And the baby sat quietly all day. Finally, towards the end of their time together, Otter decided to go make sure she was still alive because she was so quiet. But as Otter approached, the baby got scared and tried to flip away, getting caught in the seaweed. Seeing her so helpless and uncoordinated in the water, Otter realized she did have something she could teach this baby, because no otter should be afraid of the water. Otter flipped underneath her and grabbed her, holding her to her chest. She told the baby that she was no mother, but she could certainly teach her how to play, how to have fun, how to be in the water. She agrees to show the pup's moves that she wouldn't even believe. Months pass, and Otter passes down her knowledge. Until it was time for the pup to go. The same way the human had let her go, she let the pup go. And that's the end of this book.
1: Oh my god.
0: I can't. I can't. I can't.
1: I can't. Like, what the fuck? How could you do this to (laughs) us? Whose pup is that? Whose pup is that?
0: (laughs) Oh, God.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, so first of all, like, her friend is there, they got reunited. Oh my god, when Otter saw like Kyrie holding the thing to her chest and she thought it was a toy, I was like, oh no. Like like when they lose their pups and they just want something right, to hold on to them comfort them. Though. I hate that. I, I thought, thought the
0: same thing.
1: I was like, this is not this is not okay. And I have to watch this poor otter like fucking grieve and like hold this lifeless thing. <laughs> like the monkeys in the in the psychology experiments oh no it was so sad but then it was a real pup, and it was fine so normally i don't like it when there's like a show or a book where you have someone who's like i'm not a mother i don't want to take care of this baby like that's not me that's not that's not what i'm about but then by the end, they're like, oh, my God, I loved a baby. I love kids. I want to be a mom. I fucking hate that shit with the entire core of my being. I get why it's used here. And, like, especially because, like, the pup stopped crying for a while. And Otter mm-hmm. was like, oh, that's weird. Like, is it still alive? Like, I'll go check on it. Like, I'm not a monster. Like, I'm going to go see if this thing is still right. alive. So, like, I get that. And I thought that was really well done. uh. But generally I don't like yeah. it when
0: generally that same. But I feel like generally it's like much more rough. And okay, so like another part of this is we are talking about otters here too, right? Who like instinctually are slightly different from from humans. Yes, but that's fair. <laughs> yeah, it was I think for me the reason I didn't mind it so much here was because it was again like you said, like it was over multiple days. And it was also probably in part because, like, it was the story of Otter, who was not raised by other otters, figuring out how to deal with this situation that is, like, something that would be inherent to an otter that was raised by otters.
1: (laughs) That's a good point, especially with the addition of, like, the humans dressing in that very anonymous sort of outfit Mm -hmm. so that the otters can't tell that they're humans necessarily and can't form that relationship with them that's a good point (gasps)
0: yeah so it was like it was that narrative too of like showing how rehabilitation has improved to allow for these sorts of scenarios where so it was slightly different for me. That and Otter was basically just like, "Hey, by the way, I'm still not your mom, but I am your cool. Why not? Who will teach you how to do cool flips?"
1: Okay, that's true. It's not <laughs> like it's not like she picked up the baby and immediately felt this like maternal right. bond. It was very businesslike for her. She's like, "Okay, you're being pathetic. I'm going to teach you yeah. some shit." Which you I suck
0: at water, <laughs> and that's stupid.
1: Do better. I will show you how. You little shit.
0: Do <laughs> better, you idiot.
1: <laughs> that's fair. That
0: was very much the vibe that Otter um, was giving the whole time. Like, mm. listen. <laughs> and like, okay, that's another part of it too that um I didn't mention is that when Kyrie had the pup, Otter was very much like, Oh my god, I wanna help her raise this this pup. I wanna teach it things, I wanna like be here with it. like this this is so cool that Kyrie has a baby. So like it wasn't like she was completely opposed
1: the whole time. That's true. <sighs>
0: there was a case. I too hate that storyline generally. Uh-huh. But there was like I like I knew why it was happening here. Uh-huh. And, like that makes sense to me here. Like Yeah.
1: You know? Aw. Well, babies. I mean, if someone gave me an otter pup, I'd be like, I will raise this this tiny absolutely. thing. Absolutely. It's soft yeah. little friend. Soft screaming child. He <laughs> <laughs> can't do much but go around in circles. Oh, oh my god, they're so cute.
0: They are. Oh man. All right. Shall I read you I picked three things. Shall I read the the three ones, the three pages, poems, whatever that I picked? Yeah. Okay, cool. So this is the first one that I picked because I liked the way it looked, and I don't care about any of you, apparently. That's what I'm saying. Suck it. Suck it. Here's the first one I liked. It's called Daily Schedule. An otter's life goes like this. Eat, groom, sleep. Eat, groom, sleep. Eat, groom, sleep. But always there is time for a little bit of deep diving, wave chasing, tail spinning, smooth gliding, bubble blowing, fun. I like the way it looks, so I picked it.
1: Yeah, the layout was really good because, like, the eat, sleep, groom is all laid out in kind of like a diagonal, but it's very orderly, and the rest is just like all over the place. I love that. Fucking getting creative with the layouts. No, we love that.
0: I love it so much.
1: Ugh, so good. All right,
0: and then the next two, I'm gonna read back to back. Because, of course, they're the both of the goodbye ones. Because I love them. I do. I like tragedy. What can I say? All right. <laughs> Here's the first one. How to say goodbye to an otter. Be hopeful. She's being tagged with ID, and you'll be checking on her constantly. Besides, she's a prodigy in the water. Know you've taught her well that she is ready for this moment and that there is never a perfect time to let go of the ones we love. See that gleaming head and spinning body. Watch her submerged into a world where you will never belong. Imagine that dive of hers, that hypnotizing cyclone of fur and bubbles, and smile through your joyful tears. And the next one is how to say goodbye to an otter, the otter version. Be proud. After long months, you know you've done your best. That teaching and loving are different words for the same thing. Be hopeful. Imagine them as the cages open, as they leap into the wild water, To use what you have shared, to take chances and make mistakes, to be lonely sometimes and lost, but always to know that the world is not meant to be feared, and that water, beautiful water, will always mean
1: play. No! I can't. Good luck. How fucking dare you, Catherine? (laughs) How dare you, Catherine. 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 You can't do this to me
0: do this to me Catherine.
1: Oh! did you read the author's note
0: i did and i was gonna wonder i was gonna ask you if we could read that kind of in its entirety to give the history of <gasps> yeah everything is that cool yeah, yeah of course so okay. great all right i will read it in its entirety it'll take a minute so Fiction is the lie that tells the truth, after all, author Neil Gaiman once said, and this novel, in free verse, is in fact inspired by a true and truly impressive events. All the otters in the story are loosely based on real otters who have been fortunate enough to be cared for by the remarkable staff of the Monterey Bay Aquarium in Monterey, California. I've chosen to reimagine their stories by combining elements and merging timelines, but if you're interested in the history of an individual animal, please check out the aquarium's website where you can learn much more, montereybayaquarium.org. To begin with, otter, aka Jazz. Otter's fictional backstory blends species. ooh blends pieces of the living <laughs> Dear god, Alex, do you know how to read? It I looks do. like species. It just it's just missing an s. I get it. It's the s is right there is the problem. There's just a small gap. Okay. <sighs> Otter's fictional backstory blends pieces of the lives of two actual Monterey Bay Aquarium SORAC, Sea Otter Research and Conservation Program otters, Joy and Selka. In 1998, Joy was found stranded when she was just a few days old. This was still early in the program when scientists were attempting to teach otter 101 to pups. Performing the role of full-time otter moms. That included swimming with the young otters in the bay to encourage their development of foraging skills and to provide opportunities for frolicking among wild sea otters. At five months of age, Joy finished her training and swam off. For three years, she continued to revisit her relationship with humans by leaping onto the kayaks and docks until she was finally declared non-releasable by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. After reacclimating to aquarium life, she raised 16 orphan pups. Selka's story is somewhat different. She, too, was found alone as a week-old pup and cared for at the aquarium. She remained there for almost a year, but only eight weeks after she was finally released, she was found with severe shark bite injuries. Once again, she was cared for at the aquarium, but her eventual return to the wild was marred by continuing health problems. She was declared non-releasable, like Joy, and spent some time at the Long Marine Laboratory with otter researchers before returning to the aquarium in 2016 to become a permanent resident and surrogate mom. As for Kyrie, a.k.a. Twyla, her life echoes that of Tula, the first successful surrogate mother at the aquarium, who lived from about 1996 to 2012. Tula was found stranded, stricken with toxoplasmosis, and later gave birth to a stillborn, stillborn pup. How did I get toxoplasmosis and fuck up stillborn? Good job, Alex.
1: She gave birth.
0: <laughs> she gave birth to stillborn pup. <laughs> oh, no. As it happened, a newborn pup had been found abandoned at almost the same moment, and Aquarists were able to place the pup with Tula. Soon after that, Joy was paired with another stranded pup once he was weaned and could eat solid food. No one was certain what would happen. Unlike Tula, Joy hadn't just given birth, but Joy proved to be a natural teacher and a loving surrogate mom. Many of the pups raised by Joy, Selka, and Tula have gone on to thrive in the wild, raising their own pups and contributing to the health of Elkton Slough and Monterey Bay. Gracie and Holly were inspired by Goldie and Haley, two beloved otters at the aquarium who lived to ripe old ages. And then this part, which is very important. This is the best conservation. Okay, I'm just going to read it. Eliminating the element of human bonding has been crucial to positive outcomes for the surrogacy program. The use of Darth Vader disguises, welder's helmets, and dark ponchos proves to be an additional way to ensure that otter pups won't bond with humans during their time at the aquarium. And with real otters as teachers, it was no longer necessary for aquarists to take otters on diving excursions, like the one where Joy escaped. Otter's story of the 50 refers to the miraculous discovery of around 50 sea otters in the water near Big Sur in California in 1938. By that time, fur traders and hunters had killed off most of the sea otter population during what is referred to as the California Fur Rush, Over time, with the help of conservation efforts and legislation, that tiny population has grown to about 3,000 otters living in a much smaller piece of their original range. The IUCN, International Union for Conservation of Nature, maintains a list of endangered species, often called the red list. Sea otters are currently listed as endangered. The Monterey Bay Aquarium has amazing success saving stranded and orphaned babies otters, and its work is being studied and replicated all over the world. If you are ever in California, it's absolutely worth a visit. The world is lucky indeed to have the folks of the MBA Sea Otter Rescue and Conservation Program working tirelessly to heal the ocean, one otter at a time. Spend an hour watching otters frolic, and you'll come away forever changed. Yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah, dumbasses. Go watch <laughs> <I'm sorry>. otters. <laughs> I just need, I just need that anger at the end. It's too nice. <laughs>
1: It's that thing that the brain does when you balance out the emotions by being like, oh, it's so cute, I just want to smash it into the ground. I just want to put its head in my mouth. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Agreed. You should absolutely go to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. It's fucking dope. It's great. Yeah. Uh... There's also the Marine Mammal Center, which is in Marin california um, which i think they mostly do seals and sea lion rescue but we also visited there and it was very cool they give them they give them little hats instead of of tags oh no. sometimes <laughs> i don't know how they put the hats in I, I don't know if they like i don't know but they have little hats and it's really cute
0: look at all their different colored hats
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no that was such a good book it was. I'll get it for everyone you know.
0: Yeah. Holidays are coming up. Buy it for everyone you know.
1: Buy Parents, it now.
0: Grandparents. Yeah. Fucking boomers that need to get their head out of their ass. <laughs> <That's> fucking boomers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, Buy them God. 10 copies. That'll that'll fix them. Send them so many copies they can't leave their homes
0: barricade a boomer in their home with otter (laughs) that's our new Christmas program (laughs) oh no (laughs) holy shit (laughs) Uh, oh no maybe if they trip over a conservation story and bust their ass they'll realize you need to care about something other than them fucking selves for (laughs) once
1: save the otters you selfish dick
0: save the otters you motherfuckers oh no I so want the whooping crane story now. I'm sorry. The yeah. especially the author's note at the end. I'm like give me the International Crane Foundation story. Come
1: on. Oh my god, totally. They and they put on those those hand puppets so they can feed the yes. chicks.
0: And they use the welders helmets too and like mm-hmm. all the stuff. All the and then stuff. they can talk about the failed ultralight aircraft program that they don't use anymore. Oh, really? They're- yeah, they defunct it, like, right before COVID. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Because it was deemed unsuccessful, because none of the wild cranes were really successfully raising colts. Oh. Yeah.
1: What are they doing, then, now?
0: They just do, like, the breeding program for the wild cranes and, like, conservation stuff, but they don't, they don't mess with the rearing them anymore and teaching them how to fly. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, anyways, I need that to be a heartwarming story because I'm so depressed about it. I appreciate, <laughs> oh, oh. I appreciate something.
1: Yeah. Oh. Just, I love the whole progression of the conservation of just having, you know, back in the day when they were teaching the otters how to swim and how to play and stuff and then realizing that like, oh shit, the otters are bonding with humans and this is a bad thing and we got to change our strategy. Like, I just, that it's so fascinating. I just love it. Mm -hmm. Like it makes perfect sense, but it's not something I would have thought about necessarily.
0: Yeah. It's. Oh God. I, I just love that. Like, it's so important to, to tell the story of that progress as they, as they learn like what to do, what not to do, what's working, what's not working. Cause I mean, animal rehab is a relatively new thing because before that, no one gave a shit, right? Like it would be like one eccentric woman who came from a rich family that could afford to like go and like faff off and blah, 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 do whatever with the animals. But like true conservation and like raising animals is a new field learning and growing yeah
1: and i love seeing that too and just like the way that she wrote it is just it was so it was so skillfully done because like most of it is from otter's perspective Mm -hmm. so like and just the way that everything was explained i i think free verse really helped in this instance because they had like they had like a, a a i don't know what to call it a section or like a, a verse or what do you call the individual poems
0: i've called it 14 different things and i still don't know
1: okay well in any case like they had one where it's like this is what the the itinerary for the day would look like or like this is all of you know the the subjects like stats or whatever and you know like some of them were like very clinical sort of things and others were de- i don't know just like the way it was done isn't hitting you over the head with, like, okay, kids, let's figure out how to, you know, take care of an otter. It was just, mm-hmm. ugh, it was just so good. Well, it's,
0: it's, like, the ability to, like, as it takes your eye over the page, when you're supposed to be, like, in a serious setting, it's very vertical. And when you're supposed to have that kind of, like, fun energy to it, it's all over, scattered. Like,
1: mm-hmm. it's very cool. It's just like I didn't know what to expect from a book written in verse. Yeah. This but like I feel like cuz like I don't know anything about poetry. I don't read Either. it. I don't I don't like get it necessarily. But like this is a great example of like f- how it can work so well. And like yeah. I have like a newfound appreciation for it. And now I want to read more stuff that's written in verse. I do too because
0: like I I thoroughly enjoyed that like it added so much to the story and it never took anything away like there was never a point where I was like oh this isn't working like yeah it was great
1: yeah it reads so well
0: Mm -hmm. it does read so well like shit this is over 200 pages I think it took me an hour to read Mm mm-hmm because it all just like flowed. There was never any stopping points, and I didn't. I didn't do my normal thing of like stopping after each part and summarizing. I read the whole thing in one sitting.
1: Yeah, I couldn't stop. Oh, I love it so much, and the illustrations are flipping adorable. Oh my God, they're so cute. Let's see who's the illustrator. Oh no, I bent it.
0: No, uh, uh, Charles uh, Santoso.
1: Good job, Charles. These are great. They are great.
0: Even like the little like sand dollar things. And, yeah. Oh, at the end, instead of bullet points, they use shells and like the <gasps> thank yous. Uh, yeah. That was so cute. Oh, it's so freaking
1: great. Oh, and there's a bibliography.
0: Yeah, there is. There's so much and so many. There's an otter cam link, too two live cam links
1: oh. i love Catherine. oh my god me too she's just such a delight she is such a delight like <laughs> i don't we don't have to keep this in but like i keep thinking about how like watching Catherine's like twitter feed versus watching michael's twitter feed michael just like yeah. yells about politics like every single day and he posts articles and he's like these people are being stupid and i hate them blah, blah blah. and then Catherine's just like oh here's a cool resource and like here are these you know books and like oh my friend's book is coming out and oh this person needs help as well and it's just like <laughs> it's just so funny to me because <laughs> it totally it's, reflects in their writing
0: it does like it's super does and like i i don't know it they're just they're so different and yet they're so both amazing like how did this happen
1: (laughs) the story of how they met is fucking wild yeah Like, (laughs) like what the fuck um and like like, in our interview with Michael Grant when he was telling us about the website and having, like, you know, his stuff is, like, in the dark and then Catherine's stuff is in the light. And I'm just like, yeah, I see that. I could totally yeah. fucking see that now.
0: I just, I just still don't understand the roller coaster that we were on going from front lines this is an amazing series. This is like one of my favorite series that I've read now. I, and I love these characters and I care about them so deeply. And the story is beautiful and tragic and horrifying. And I, I love it for that. And then going to Otter and it's like, I love this story and I love these characters. And this is like beautiful and tragic, but in a completely different way. I'm like okay.
1: Such range.
0: Such range. And it's like I can't even say, like, oh, well, I preferred this one over this because of XYZ. I no, I enjoyed them both equally and to the fullest extent that I can enjoy something. And that's wild because one of them is an alt history World War II book and one of them is a free verse book about otter conservation. And I don't know <laughs> how to how to deal with
1: that. <laughs> how do I reconcile this?
0: How inside me there are two wolves.
1: Inside you there's an otter and a World War II soldier and they are fighting.
0: Inside me there's a soldier named Rio (laughs) and an otter named Otter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god.
0: And I think they're friends, but I can't really tell.
1: (laughs) Oh god, I feel the same way. I just, I love it though. Oh, I love it too. And now that we're
0: combining those two things, I do realize that what we have is Animorphs.
1: That's fucking true. It's so true.
0: Shit. Shit.
1: It all comes back to Animorphs.
0: It all comes back to Animorphs. Amazing. Oh, man.
1: Oh. Uh, please go buy
0: Otter. Please go buy 40 uh, copies of Otter.
1: Please. Oh, my God. It's so good. So good. All of the children I I know currently are too young for Catherine and Michael books.
0: Except, we should send them anyways,
1: so that they can eventually grow into them. Hmm. 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 Yeah, the other day when we were facetiming with Ella, I was like. Do you think Ella's six? Do you think she's too young for animorphs? And Matt was like, "I don't not, know." Not the graphic novels. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Shit. <sighs> 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 oh.
0: Yeah. Go buy Sweet Otter book. Please go buy Otter. It's a great book.
1: It's so good. Do it now. For real, do it now. Stop what you're doing. If you're driving, pull over.
0: Dan, sit down on the road right now.
1: (laughs) Get your fucking phone out. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Turn on your, your your headlight reflector. Put on your reflective vest.
1: You gotta buy a book now. <laughs> oh shit! So funny. Uh, Christ. Oh. I
0: I wish that like sh- so. Catherine just did an Otter book tour, and I say that lightly because I think it was like five locations and it was like Michigan, Georgia, three places in California, something like that. Um, I would have loved to have gone to see her there. Cause like I saw her on when she was on tour for endling. And so like her reading like parts of that story, I certainly did not appreciate it enough back then, especially after like reading endling and realizing like how amazing it was. I would love to re-listen to her do that when I had not just bought it five minutes earlier. Um, but, like, for Otter, I would love to see how she reads this in free verse. Oh, for sure. That would
1: be so cool. Oh, huh. I wonder if there's an audiobook for Otter. Ooh. And who does it? Because I would love to listen to that. Looking it up on Libby. They might not have it.
0: libby stuff with Casey and Alex. <laughs> We've never done this segment Fuck. before. No, nope. we're
1: doing it Oh. my Jesus. Libby didn't have it alright well I'm gonna fill out a form at the library so that they can get otter yes hell yeah everyone else do that to your libraries too bully them
0: yes bully your libraries and hey librarians <laughs> especially ones in our discord right now you know exactly who I'm talking to wink wink order that book
1: yeah do it <laughs> or we'll cry well, now that we've bullied everyone.
0: Now that we bullied everybody into ordering books, which I feel like is barely bullying.
1: <laughs> it's light bullying. Whatever, kids. It's, it's encouragement that is kind of mean <laughs> in delivery.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't describe everything I've ever done.
1: <laughs> Slightly aggressive encouragement slightly aggressive encouragement for real threats for real yeah Buy
0: order it get it to your library speak its name into the wind and summon it to you
1: well and like it's a standalone it's not part of a series like we said it takes like an hour or less to read like it's not it's not gonna be a big time commitment and it's a great story you fucking you have no excuse Mm -hmm. and like
0: i listen I know every time we say our summaries do not do it justice. One, yes, still no. But two, seeing the way that it is written is half of the experience here. Oh,
1: for sure. Mm -hmm. This absolutely has to be read. Or. Absolutely it does. Listen to, I guess, eventually. Yes. But not through us. Because you got to get the whole thing. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, I'll read it to you, but like, did you hear how many words I fucked up today?
1: A lot. Oh no. <laughs> there was no colonel, though. There was no colonel. <laughs> no colonel. No Calliope. Okay. Okay.
0: Since we're talking horse girls here, real quick. Um, <laughs> now that we're in Saddle Club, uh, oh. Carol's Carol's dad. He is a colonel. Do I ever read that word right? Fuck. No, my friends, not no. one time. Not no. one time have I read that word right.
1: That word is cursed. Let's <laughs> get rid of it from the English language. Yes.
0: I agree. I'm tired of it. Be gone.
1: Be, Be gone, gone, thought. Word.
0: Be gone, thought. I have nothing to do with you anymore.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, shit. Well, we've accomplished a lot here today. Well, we read a book. And we banished a word from the English language. Job well done, I say. Yeah, that's a pretty full day for us.
1: Woohoo! I'm going to bed now.
0: Okay. Well, you go to bed. I'll tell people where to find us again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to write Casey a bedtime wish, you can do that at. Anonymous at gmail.com. <laughs> or you can find us on facebook at animorse anonymous or our andalite bandalites page which is our super secret super awesome subgroup we are on twitter at animorse anon at apple grant Bookcast. we are on instagram at animorse anonymous or apple grant Bookcast, apple grant cast rather it's apple grant cast twitter limitations it's
1: fine
0: uh find us there um and yeah we're around in the internet speak our name and we shall appear
1: Speak our name three times and we'll haunt you. Forever. Uh
0: But not like a fun way. Like as in we'll knock stuff down in the middle of the night and you'll hate it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, If you would like us to not do that, please come to our Discord server and tell us. No, thank you, Casey and Alex. I do not wish to be haunted. I do not wish for my stuff to fall all over my floors and house. Um, And we'll probably acquiesce. But, you know, only if you're really nice about it. Um,
0: If you're mean about it, we won't.
1: Yeah. So come to our Discord server. Hit us up on any of our socials. We'll get you the link to that. And you can come hang out with us and some other cool people.
0: Hell yeah. There's so many cool
1: people there. All of them are cool.
0: All of them are cool. But what are some other cool people that don't exist in the real world, but who are delightful and wonderful and I can read about their lives and their loves?
1: They're idiots and I love them (laughs) They're characters in my webcomic That I make and draw That webcomic is called Beside You And you can read it for free at B-S-I-D-E-Y-O-U-Comic.com You can read it on Tapas and Webtoons And if you like it a lot You can go to my Patreon Patreon.com slash KCD Studios You can help support me making the comic With your money dollars Um, You can get early access pages and, And work in progress pages and if, if you pledge a magical uh, amount of money that Alex will now tell you about, you can get other things.
0: Yeah, so Dan and I do this Slater cast for, hang on, let me go across the Dan fan and ask Dan how much money. Yeah, Dan, Dan, uh, yeah, sorry. What are we charging this month? No, not next month, this this month. Yeah, is its it, is it 9,000, 10,000? What are we saying this month? Dan says uh, says $9,852.69, because that's funny. (laughs) I (laughs) added the 69 cents. Yeah, Dan's a delight, and I I did the the bad number at the end. (laughs) Anyways, that's what we're charging. Um, We have literally lost all of our money uh, purchasing the studio to create the Slater cast. It is decked the fuck out. We are currently locked out and living in a van in Casey's driveway to follow our adventures in the Dan van. Go ahead and listen to the Slater cast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dabs. Uh, okay, I've listened to the Slater cast. It was fucking dope. I want to listen to more things that are great and that have people in them. People? People like us? Yeah, and other people that are like us and that we like and that have faces great news if you're
0: listening to this guess what day it is november 15th do you know what that means no you don't know what that means i haven't told you yet that means that merely four days ago a podcast came out called late starters and casey and i are on it with Tim and Austin, our friends from other podcasts. But go look up Late Starters, because we will have just delightfully spammed the internet with links saying, please listen to our Pokemon TTRPG podcast. It is wonderful. I have a fat Charmander, and I don't care who knows it. Everyone (laughs) shall know it. Oh, I'm so glad we could finally talk about that. Oh
1: my god, it's such a relief.
0: It's such a relief.
1: Holding it so close to our chest for so long. Ugh, forever.
0: But no, <laughs> it's coming out now. So Late Starters, check it out on all your podcatchers. Check it out on Twitter at Late Starters. Check it out all over the place. It's great. Um And I'm sure it'll be on the CZ Drop YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Speaking of Caesar Drop, guess who's on an Animorphs D&D live play podcast? That's right. It's me. I am on that podcast. And I am playing Animorphs with my friends. Just like adults do. Cool adults hanging out, playing animorphs together for fake on DD. Yep, we're real cool. It's great. (laughs) This ad is going wrong. (laughs) No, keep
1: going. I love it. It's so good.
0: Great. I'm I'm an adult playing an idiot teen with a, a death wish. And um my favorite part of the game that I get excited about is when I touch fake animals in my fake mind with my fake hands. And that gets me pretty pumped when I get them. I collect them by touching them and acquiring them. Oh my
1: god. Shit. And then you morph
0: them? And then I turn into them, and then I (laughs) (laughs) just.
1: Then I describe to you how I play an animal. (laughs) I'm an adult! (laughs) What on earth? (laughs) Depravity. (laughs) And then I'm a pretend teenager playing a pretend animal in a pretend
0: world. I'm 33.
1: (laughs) Hell yeah. You're living the good life. You kids and your mortgages and your, I don't know, children (laughs) and shit.
0: Yeah, you (laughs) you guys have to raise real children? Well, I'm raising one in my mind and it's me. (laughs) Hey, you want more contents that adults make? How about Horse Girls, where we read YA horse novels like Heartland and The Saddle Club, and we talk about them, but honestly, in that show, we really only talk about them for like 10 to 15 minutes, and then we talk about a whole bunch of other cool, funny, hilarious shit that I love, and then we do a quiz, and Tim and I fight each other on it. It's very stressful. Casey can attest to this. As soon as the quiz comes down, you know nothing. You've never known anything.
1: It's it's an experience.
0: It is. And then sometimes you just start saying things you think it should be because it sounds funny.
1: Jackie Daytona.
0: Jackie Daytona. Yeah. Yeah. So <sighs> check out Horse Girls or you can join the Patreon there and here are Hearst Girls, which Casey is on. Woohoo. Yeah, and it's delightful. We read Twilight. It's great. Uh, what other shows am I on? I am on in... Soup, Sal Sandwich, which is on hiatus, but you can still find episodes. And what else am I on? Is that it? Did I do them all?
1: Damys yeah, Crisis is,
0: is, is, is yeah, Mr. Crisis is, 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 is a Superboy podcast. I think that's, that's all. It.
1: That's yeah. so many.
0: Yeah, we also have like Guild of Granddaughters, but that's like twice a year, so that's not Hey, check out Guild of Granddaughters. It's great. Hey, yeah. I play a benevolent task god that makes people way more famous than me complete tasks. So go to YouTube, look up Guild of Granddaughters. Fucking check it out because I literally make people who are quite literally way more famous and talented and beautiful and wonderful than me play sports at (laughs) Dragon Con in front of an audience and they have to do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There are so many balls.
0: There's so many balls of varying sizes. (laughs) And I'm delighted by all of it. Oh, man. It was great. There's a blow up T-Rex. Don't know what I'm talking about? fucking check out guild of granddaughters oh
1: oh shit
0: shit we've
1: made it to the end thank you to Jess for awesome theme music that we love yeah we love it we adore it i'm wiggling my eyebrows because that's how excited i am me too
0: but in response to you because i didn't know what else to do with my face
1: I can do the jack black thing. Wait. Ooh. Wait. Ah. Yeah. I'll, if no, I think about it too happening. hard, I can't do it if I think you, about yeah, it. Yeah, you hurt hard. your face. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, it's good.
0: Oh. <laughs> this is great audio. <laughs> this is great audio. I'm glad we've done this eyebrow thing for 30 minutes. <laughs> People will love this. I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry. Fuck him. I don't know what's happening. I'm getting very aggressive every time
1: we stop talking about otter. That's because it's such a cute otter. It's a cute, good time. Go buy it. Now. Go buy this book. Go
0: flip away into the ocean of book sales and cling to otter. Find it at the bottom of a sandy shoal of your indie bookstore local to you and clutch it to your chest tightly And take it to the counter. Do not unclench. Just make them scan the barcode where it is. It's fine. And then take this book home with you and read it.
1: Aw, that's perfect. (laughs) All right, bye. Bye. (laughs)